you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Brad. It's awesome. Thank you, Lord. You know, often think about just that that word obeying God. You know, without faith it's impossible to please him. Reason being, the scriptures tell us that uh, he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. Yeah? He just loves it when we walk in all that Jesus paid for us to walk in. Yeah? Trusting him. Amen? Not leaning on our own understanding, but acknowledging him in every part of our lives, in all our ways. Acknowledging him. It's what's important for us to get into the word of God because we have to act. What he's saying there is act on the knowledge that we have of him. Amen. When we know something, we act on it. In all our ways, acknowledge him and he, he will direct our paths. And we know that he wants to lead us beside still waters. He wants to lead us into green pastures. Amen. He wants us to lead us into green pastures. To, he wants to lead us into green pastures today because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He gives us daily bread. Is anyone up for some daily bread today? Amen. Some, some substance. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because he wants to continually renew our mind with his word. In other words, change our thinking. Yeah? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher. And he's saying, I want to take you into a, a, a greater perspective. As a matter of fact, I want you to begin to see what I see for you. So he has thoughts and plans and desires for us to fulfill even today. He has a plan for your day. Isn't that awesome? For this time that we, he has an amazing plan for us today. Amen. And he says it's higher. It's going to take you to a higher place. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Some people need to tread on the head of the enemy at the moment. He says if you're higher than him, you can stand on him. Amen. You can just tread on his head. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I love the analogy about this pulpit. The words that come from it actually pull people out of the pit. It's a pulpit. Anyone want to get pulled out of the pit this morning? Amen? Hey. Hey. That's a good word right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Well, I'm so grateful for spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen? Because he comes to flood the eyes of our understanding with light. Yeah? So that we come to know him. And that's what it's all about. Coming to know him. Amen. Stepping into the deep and the intimate knowledge of him. Hallelujah. Do you know that when you see him, when you look into the word, you look into a mirror? When you look into him, he's a mirror. And you actually see who you really are. You get to find out about yourself. Isn't that wonderful? Because we can look into some very distorted mirrors. But God wants us to look into the mirror of his word. And the scripture tells us that we will grow from one degree of glory to another as we look into the mirror of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Open your word to us today, Father, that we would see. Open our eyes that we would see wondrous things in your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, last week, we started on a bit of a journey, which I want to finish up with this week. If you, if you never um, weren't, didn't have the opportunity to come last week, then you will... The podcasts are available or the YouTube's available. Awesome. Let's, let's give our worship team a, a praise offering. Is that all right? We can give them a praise. Give them some praise. Not, not the praise that belongs to God, but give them some encouragement. 
Hallelujah. We started in 2 Corinthians or we, we went around 2 Corinthians and we looked at our ministry of reconciliation that the scriptures say that we are ambassadors to him, for him. And, and that we are to represent Christ. We're called to represent Christ, the anointed and his anointing. Amen. And then we looked and we saw, we, we look into the word where it says uh, that, that we are, as he is, so are we in this world. And we begin to hang around those scriptures that were, we just meditate and sit on those scriptures that talked about the power that he has given us. Yeah? That same power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenlies. That same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Not, not an imitation, not a little bit of it, but that same power. And I shared with, with, with you how the week before we were in healing school and there was the scriptures that were being taught were talking about that same power. That we, that we were anointed with the same anointing that Jesus was anointed with. And I sensed the atmosphere shift and I asked the Holy Spirit, what is that? Like what just happened when those scriptures came forth? And I believe he said to me that it was a spirit of unbelief. People were finding it extremely hard to believe that the same power that Jesus was anointed with, that he has anointed us with. And, and I believe that he wants to deal with that unbelief. He wants to smash some unbelief. Amen? And he said to me, the reason that people are actually, you know, find it hard to believe that they are anointed with that same anointing, we'll go to the scriptures in a minute, is because they don't feel powerful. Amen? But what he wants us to do, he wants us to, to, to see ourselves as the word sees us, as he sees us. Amen? And begin to act by faith simply because God has spoken it. That to me is a really good idea. Amen? That, that we would actually take the word of God and say, well, if God says it about me, then I have no right to speak about myself in any other way. Amen? Than what he says about me. This is what he is saying about me. He says that I'm the head and not the tail. He says that I am above only and not beneath. He says in his word that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's what God says about me. Hallelujah. Amen. God's word says that I am healed. God's word says that I am delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom of light. Someone say he's talking about me. So what he wants to do is he wants to create a shift that when we look into the word that we actually, here's something that is amazing. Here's, here's something that really carries a whole heap of power. That we actually, when we read the word of God, we believe what it says. We actually believe it. Because that's what believers do. Believers believe the word of God. And anything that sets itself up against the word of God, we actually bring our minds captive to the word of God. And we stop partnering with lies. Once you turn to someone and say, I'm going to stop partnering with lies. I think you would hear me say many, many times that the devil's got nothing good to say about you and he's got nothing good to say about me. Amen? 100%. Nothing good to say about me. Nothing good to say about you. So it's time we stop partnering with him. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Ephesians 6 verse 10, the scripture tells us that the mind is the battlefield. The devil's after our mind. The enemy wants to occupy our soul. Especially around times like this, especially around Christmas. He wants our attention. Have you noticed that? Amen? Hallelujah. But you know something? When you actually know Jesus, there's absolutely no competition. When, when you truly come to know Jesus, there is no competition. You're going to choose Jesus every time. You're going to choose him every time. No competition. Amen? Hallelujah. 
But as we shared last week, it's our choice who we partner with. Do we partner with the lies of the enemy or do we partner with the word of God? Let's go to Acts Acts 10. You know it well, but you're going to know it better. Amen? Holy, 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 holy. Thank you, Jesus. And let's look at verse 38. The scripture says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all, someone say all, who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen. Now I'm going to read out of the Amplified. How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power. Describing what that anointed look, or anointing looked like. Strength, ability and power. How he went about doing good and in particular curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. All who were oppressed, harassed and oppressed by the devil. Amen? For God was with him. Now that word there, um, uh, devil, that devil, uh, devil in the Greek means the slanderer and the liar. That's another description for him. Do you know if we listen to this, if we listen to the words of the enemy, they'll always be slandering you or somebody else. Amen? The slanderer and the liar. Those who are oppressed, you see, when we're listening to his voice, it's going to bring, enemy's voice is going to bring oppression, it's going to bring slander, and it's going to bring lies that will harass us and oppress us. Let's have a look there. Oppressed, those who were harassed. The, 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 the voice of the enemy, the words of the enemy, the lies of the enemy will harass you continually. He never lets up. Have you noticed that? He'll always go to your greatest weakness and point it out. Have you noticed that? And remind you of it continually. Harass you with it. But the Bible tells us that, 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 that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. In other words, when we listen to the word of God, he actually turns that weakness into your greatest strength. Amen. When we commit it to the Lord and we don't believe the lies of the enemy, we say, you must be pointing out one of my strengths, devil. Amen. When he comes to lie, what he's doing is he's pointing out one of your greatest strengths because you're a power source. Amen. And that power, that grace that you carry is, is oh, hallelujah, uh, overthrows the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. It's something that God has given you that he can use as your weaponry. That you can use as your weaponry. This is a good word. Amen? In other words, if you want to find out what one of your greatest strengths are, listen to what the enemy's pointing out as a weakness. There's a really good key for you. Oh, I'm pre- just preaching to myself. It's really good. I'm preaching to myself this morning. Is that okay? Oh, hallelujah. I'm enjoying this. Because there's certain things that we have which, 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 which we would call our Achilles heel. Hey. There's some change taking place even right now. Bless the Lord. Let's turn to Acts 1. So here we see a little bit of a description here of the anointing or the power that Jesus was anointed with. And then we go to Acts 1. Verse 8, and this is where Jesus was speaking to his disciples, and you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. There's your purpose for living right there. Glory to God. And he's speaking to disciples. He says, this is what's going to happen. 
when you receive the Holy Spirit. So let's, let's look at this from this context in that this is God's word. So has anyone received the Holy Spirit in the house? Amen. Awesome. This is awesome. If you haven't, let's, we'll talk, we'll, we'll fix that up afterwards. Amen. But Jesus is saying, you shall, you shall receive power. You shall receive ability, efficiency and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall. How clear is that? Is everyone doing all right with that? So who are we to say we haven't got power? We haven't got strength when that's what God's word says about us. So where is the go-to? The go-to is continually whether I feel powerful or not. When I pray for someone, do I feel powerful enough to pray for them? But God's saying, you're not relying on the flesh here. You're actually relying on the anointed and his anointing. You're relying on the fact that God's word says to you that you have received that same power. Amen. You see, what we need is a lot of field workers, guys. We need to be out there in the marketplace. We need to be out there in the, in the highways and the byways and actually doing the work of the ministry and not looking for somebody else who we decided or, or we think is more powerful than we are. Because we're the ones that are called to do the work of the ministry. Amen? The ministry of reconciliation. You know, just go about healing the sick and raising the dead and then decide whether you've got a, a powerful enough ministry. People are looking for ministry. God's saying every member is a minister. So whether you feel powerful enough or whether you feel you've had a good good enough night's sleep or whether you've been in the word enough or whether, whether, whether you've prayed or not is irrelevant to the fact that God says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. We'll get there if we keep preaching it. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when the enemy comes, James 4, 7, says to resist the devil. What does it say? Be subject to God. In other words, I subject myself in the context of what we're speaking about today. I subject myself to God's word. I submit to God's word. I resist the devil, I stand firm against him, and guess what happens? He flees. He flees. When I submit to his word, I stand firmly against him. In other words, I might have to repeat myself a little bit. I might have to, I might have to repeat myself. Amen? Amen? Like Jesus did when he was, he was led out into the wilderness after he was baptised in the Holy Spirit. What did he do? Every time the enemy, the enemy used scriptures against him. But what did he say? He repeated the word of God. Amen? He repeated what the word said. He, Jesus just kept on repeating what the word of God said. He said, thus saith the Lord. Amen? But to be able to say, thus saith the Lord, church, we need to know what he says. Amen? We need to know what he says. So that word comes rising up from the inside of us. Thus saith the Lord. When the enemy comes in, I like to put it this way, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. The spirit, your spirit, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the power of God on the inside of you, that word comes up, reminds you of that word and it raises up a standard against the enemy. And guess what happens? He puts him to flight. Amen? Well, he says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So what happens? He gets put to flight by the word of God that comes up out of your spirit and out of your mouth. Amen. You resist him with something. You resist him with the truth. Amen. You resist him with the truth. 
that truth that sets you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 4. Verse 4. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds. Now, he's talking about the unsaved there, but, but you know, there's, there's always in, in Scripture can, can really fit, fit into this, this. Scripture can fit into the context of what I'm speaking about. The enemy blinds our minds. If we're in unbelief, if we're not believing what God says about us, if we don't believe this truth, then there's a, there's a, we've been blinded. There's a covering, there's a veil. But remember we looked at last week about the unveiling of the body of Christ, being the manifestation of the sons of God, those that are led by the Spirit of God, those that are led by the Word of God. Yeah, But there's this unveiling that needs to take place. It says here that, that the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds. That's part of his task. He wants you blind to the truth, that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. Bless the Lord. You see, if we're unaware that there's a battle going on, that the enemy, the enemy can have a field day messing with our lives because we continue to agree with his lies. John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials. Anyone notice that? And distress and frustration. If we're going to be led with our eyes blinded by the prince of this world, the enemy, okay, we're going to have a fair bit of frustration. We're going to have a fair bit of distress. Is that right? If we're going to listen to what he's saying, then he's going to cause confusion, distress, yeah, anxiety, fear. Amen? Remember that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus is saying here, it, the, um, in the world... You will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But he says, be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I love the Amplified here. It says, I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus is saying, I have deprived the world of power. I've deprived it of power over you. What I've actually done is I've invested a greater power on the inside of you. Amen? And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's good to remind the enemy of that sometimes. Amen? Hey, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm more than a conqueror because he loves me. Someone says, why are you saying it? Why are you saying it? You keep on saying it. You keep on repeating this. I can hear that. It's a word coming to me. Someone's saying, you keep on repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. Well, faith cometh by hearing. Amen. Not by having heard. And the blessing comes by the doing of what you're hearing. So until you start to do it, I'll keep preaching it. Hey. Because I don't know about you, but I need to keep on hearing it over and over and over again. I need fresh manna every day of my life. You see, he wants surely, surely. What he just said then was surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Amen. If you hear the word and you become doers of it and not hearers only. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. That good opportunity to bless the Lord right there. Bless the Lord. Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Oh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 
Where am I? Lost my place. Never mind. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 6.10 tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So if there's some trouble going down right now, don't start wrestling against flesh and blood. Amen? Don't start fighting with your friend. Don't start arguing. Don't start criticizing the brethren. Amen? Don't start gossiping. Yeah? But remember who your enemy is and that you're playing right into his hands if you join in him with him in his party. Amen? Referring to demonic powers. Yeah? Many don't recognize that so much in our lives because we, look, don't, we don't recognize it. We look to human origin. You know, people are con- continually being influenced by the enemy and are totally ignorant of it. Completely ignorant of it. That they're being led by the enemy. The enemy is looking for someone to use. Our battle is not a physical one. If we can see that, we will respond very, very differently to circumstances in, the, in life. We will go to the word of God and say, God, what have you got to say about that? Amen? Another word for, 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 for Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Every time he accuses you, go to the word and say, God, what have you got to say about that? Lord Jesus, what are you saying about me today? What are you saying about my situation? What are you saying about my life? Amen? He'll continue to say, if you don't act now, you're going to miss out. What, you, he, the Lord never leads us in fear. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Wait upon the Lord. He's got the best for you. Look beyond people or a person and stop taking things personally. Amen? Amen? You're warring against principalities and powers, not flesh and blood. You know this. It's a great reminder. But look beyond these things to the source of it. See in um, Matthew 16 verse 15, Jesus said to them, but who yourselves say the, say the one? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ. You see, it's about who we say that he is. What are we saying about him ourselves? What are we saying about God? This is the question that was asked. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus answered him and he said, blessed, happy, fortunate and to be envied are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, men, have not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Amen? The Holy Spirit will always reveal the truth. And here, what we're seeing here is we're defining what Peter actually, who Peter was hearing from. And because he recognized that Jesus was the Christ, Jesus said to him, Flesh and blood haven't shown you that. You see, flesh and blood won't point you to who you are in Christ. Amen? It's the Spirit of God that will. It's the Spirit of God that reveals the truth. You see, what Peter was speaking out about, which was his name, Peter was speaking out of the influence of the Father. He had supernatural revelation. He was not knowing Jesus according to the flesh, but he said, Christ, you are the Christ. You are the anointed one. Yeah? In other words, I can see that you're just not operating in the natural. He was recognizing him according to the spirit. And church, it's time we started to recognize people, ourselves, the influences that are coming into our lives according to the spirit and not according to flesh and blood. Amen. Matthew eight, Matthew 16, let's go there, verse 21, says, From that time forth, this is after that happened, from that time forth Jesus began clearly to show the, his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the high priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised from the dead. This was straight after he'd asked Peter, Who do you say that I am? Now, can you imagine doing this? Then Peter, verse 
verse 22, then Peter took him aside. Peter takes Jesus aside. The one who he had just recognized was the Christ. Right? He takes him aside to speak to him privately and began to reprove and charge him sharply. So he takes the Christ aside and begins to reprove him for what he just said. Saying, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. Amen? Let's look at verse 23. But Jesus turned away from Peter and said to him, get behind me, Satan. You are, my, you are in my way. What's he say? You're in the way of the destiny upon my life. The words that you're saying are, are, are stout against what God has said to me. Yeah? You're an offence, a hindrance and a snare to me. For you are minding, in other words, what is on your mind? What's in your mind right now, Peter? For what you are minding, what partakes not of the nature and quality of God, but of men. So what's in your mind now is what man is saying. What's in your mind now, Peter, is what flesh and blood is saying. So here we have just a verse before, just within the same journey they're taking, um, Peter's getting revelation downloaded from heaven about who Christ is. And then the next minute he's, 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 he's dialoguing with, with Jesus according to the, the natural man, flesh and blood, because he didn't like what he was saying. He loved him. He didn't want this, this, this to happen to him, right? It was love. Many people are going to say things to you which will uh, compromise what God is saying to you and under the guise of their love for you. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go to the cross. Sometimes you just got to let that thing die. You know, we don't need people around us that are going to pander us according to the flesh. Why? Because I really love you. I'm going to pander to your flesh and make you feel good about what you're saying right now. Oh, hallelujah. Love needs to go deeper than that. Love needs to declare the truth and say, hey, hang on a minute. Get behind me, devil. You're not speaking out of the spirit. You're speaking out of the flesh. No, he's not calling Peter a devil, but he's saying, listen, here, you're listening to what concerns man. You're not. You're listening and you're speaking from what concerns man. What a natural man will say to you. Guys, if we're going to go higher, we don't, we don't want to hear what natural man has said to us because, you know, it says to us, you know why? Because they're living out of their own experience and their experience is limited To their own experience. Amen? Well, I laid hands on the sick time and time again and nothing's ever happened. That's their experience. But that's not this experience. Amen? That's not what the word, yeah, but I prayed and they, they died. Yeah, okay. Not okay. God's got a better plan. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's got a better plan. Turn to someone and say, God's got a better plan. I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. Amen? I'm here to cheer you on. Because there's more and every one of you know there's more. Every one of you know that you are living far short of what God's saying in, in this word for us to walk in. So, so, so if, does anyone sort of want to hear some end time preaching? Well, you're hearing it. Because if you be busy getting about this sort of stuff, right? <laughs> then this is what will be on the news. Someone says, oh, well, the, the media put all sorts of stuff. Yes, they do. But, you know, when there's a flood, they're going to report it. Because there's going to be nothing else to f report. Amen. Someone says she's dreaming. Okay. Whatever.
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. So here we see Peter was an offence and he said, not Pete, Peter wasn't the offence, it was what Satan was saying through him that offended him. Peter did not want to hear what Jesus was saying and he would not accept it. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Amen. Get behind me, Satan. Church, it's time for us to say, get behind me, Satan. Amen. Because the enemy wants to hijack our destiny. Straight up, he says, get behind me, Satan. In other words, Peter, now the enemy is speaking through you. We need to learn to recognize the voices that we are hearing. Amen. We've got to deal with this unbelief. God is going for the unbelief in the church. He's after it. Amen. And we need to be after it too. There are times when the enemy will speak directly through people to press your buttons. And most often because we hear and speak out before we judge what we have heard. We will hear it and we will speak it out. We need to judge what we have heard. Is that truth? Is that what God says about me? Is that what God says about you? Amen. We need to judge what we're hearing before we speak it out. Oh, glory to God. Judge what we are hearing before we speak it out. How do we judge it? We bring it into line with the word of God. What does God's word say about that? What does God's word say about love? Love isn't touchy, fretful or resentful. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Amen? Amen? Love believes the best of every person. Love's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. Love believes the best of every person. What do you do when people begin to criticise around? Love believes the best of every person. Amen? Well, who's got my back if I believe the best of every person? Guess who's got your back? God's got your back. I said, God's got your back. Amen? If you choose to do the word, God's got your back. Oh, hallelujah. That means you walk in freedom. You judge everything according to the word of God. There's a sobriety in this message, but we, God, it's time to be sober. It's time to be vigilant because the enemy, he's roaming around like a lion, seeking whom he can devour. Yeah? Bless the Lord. Did you come for that today? Amen? Oh, glory. There's times for happy, clappy messages. But we're not living in a season and a time for happy, clappy messengers. And, you know, I remember years and years ago, we were on holidays with the kids and I think Brad's the one that fell off his bike and skinned his knees really badly. And sorry, Brad, just dib a dob a bit. Oh. And I remembered this thought coming to me. This wasn't supposed to happen on holidays. Now, I know he fell over and everything like that, but I was, I was sort of like I was thinking, okay, now, you know what? Don't turn your back on the enemy during Christmas, guys. Don't think that he's on holiday. Amen? I'm glad you're in the gathering today because you're being equipped for the next... You're being equipped for your week, actually, now. That's why you're here, to be equipped in the, for the week so that you're not on damage control all next week, but you're prepared. You're on the prophetic edge because you've heard the word of the Lord that you can walk in this week, meditate on this week. Amen? Roll it over, begin to believe it, begin to speak it, steward it well so that you can walk in the blessing of being obedient. Amen? Because he's not going on holidays. To be sure, to be sure, he won't be. Amen? So don't you go on holidays from this. Don't you go on holidays from this. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because why? This word is life to those who find it and health and healing to all their flesh. Amen? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hey, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm pretty sure uh, Satan was, uh, sorry, Peter was shocked when Jesus said this to him. Get behind me, Satan. But he was being used by him. Your dearest friends can be used by the enemy. Your partners can be used by the enemy. Yeah? 
unknowingly, thinking they're being kind. Yep. We need to go higher. That's what he's saying. We need to go higher. Thank you, Father. I remember once um, when Brooke was um, going through her treatment, I had um, we got a good blood test. They were few and far between. Uh, I hadn't had one for a long, long time. And we had a good blood test. And I was hanging the washing out on the line. We were home that day. We stayed in the ho- We lived in the hospital lot, lots of the time, most of the time. But I was home doing some washing, hanging out, and the, there was the there was the um, the neighbour. And he was trying to be kind. He cared about me. He said, how are things going? I said, we just got a really good blood test in. We just got a good blood test. Clear. Clear blood test. And he said to me, don't get your hopes up, Kim. Now, what happened then is that I got into fear of getting my hopes up because I bought the lie. Yeah? But he was trying to be loving and kind because he cared about me. He didn't want me to hit another wall. Yeah? Good friends. Sometimes even with good friends and family we need to say, get behind me, Satan. Not to them, all right? Don't go running around saying it to Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for helping us with that instruction. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to finish up here. So go, let's go to Matthew 17. Listen, guys, we need this now. We need this word. Amen? Thank you, Father. Because, you know, a little bit of a lie comes and we can self-diagnose in seconds on the internet these days. There's so much in there's so much on the internet that's right sitting there to destroy your belief system the minute you open it out. Amen. But your air your answer needs to be, hey, listen what? Listen up. <sighs> I'm saved. I'm saved. It's not talking about me. I'm saved. Amen. Mark 9:23 says, All things are possible to him who believes. We're dealing with the belief system this morning. All things. Someone say all things. All things are possible to him who believes. Amen. You know, you are created to believe miracles. Yeah. Someone says, oh, look, this just seems ridiculous. How can I believe this? How can I believe? Do you know what? You've been given faith to believe. Romans tells us that you've been given the measure of faith. Faith isn't your problem. It's unbelief that's your problem. You've been given the measure of faith. As a matter of fact, when you got born again, you believed the greatest miracle that you could ever believe. And that's where you landed on. You believe that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of a virgin. It doesn't get that much bigger miracle to believe. You have faith to believe that. You have faith to believe that. I mean, he went right to the uh, right to the greatest thing you could possibly believe. I mean, who believes in the natural that someone can conceive without intimacy with another human being? Raise your hand and I'll pray for you. You actually believe on entrance into the kingdom of God, the greatest miracle that could ever happen to somebody that they could conceive by the Holy Spirit and give birth as a virgin. Now you tell me you can't believe. Now you tell me you haven't got faith to believe that you're anointed with the strength and the power and the ability of God. To walk in and to bring a demonstration to represent the anointed and his anointing. He's dealing with unbelief. Matthew 17. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Ever be, anyone ever been faced with that? Here they are anointed to heal the sick, to raise the dead. They've been commissioned to go out and do the works of the ministry. And Jesus said, answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? 
How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to him, them, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a, as a mustard seed. Remember, we've been given the measure of faith in Romans. It tells us that you, you will say to this mountain, move from here, go to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And we see that same scenario in Mark 9.23. He says, if you can believe, he goes on to say, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And the father went on to say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. What was he talking about? And I'll, I'll finish up with here, here today. What was he saying when he said this? You, why couldn't you do it? Because of your unbelief. This kind what is he talking about? Not the demon. He's talking about the unbelief. He says the only way you're going to deal with that unbelief, you've got the faith to do it, but the only way you're going to deal with that unbelief is by prayer and fasting. Amen? So what is he saying? In the context I wanted to bring forth today, we might need to, some, to, to fast some things. Yeah? So that we can deal with our unbelief. Because there's unbelief surrounding us all the time. Toxic relationships, for one. That's a good one. Let's nail some toxic relationships. Amen? There's those in your life that you will be ministering to, and there's those that you are having fellowship with. The ones that you're having fellowship with, you need to be sharpening each other. Yeah? Don't go down. Go up, mate. Go up. You're going to fellowship with someone. Make sure that you're sharpening one another in the things of the Lord. Deal with your toxic relationships. Okay? There's a word for someone right there. Glory to God. Amen? Well, we might need to deal with some unbelief. That means you might need to turn your phone off for a while. That means you might... You might just stop investigating what Google has to say about your condition or what you think is your condition. Amen? See, people always go to food, and food's a good thing to fast. You actually show your body that you have authority over it. You know, it's good. You can, you know, start to tell your body what it's going to do. Amen? You're going to start, you, 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 you exercise authority over your body by working on what you're eating. But, you know, I believe that God's calling us into a, a time of a season where we're going to be dealing with unbelief and take responsibility for the unbelief. And maybe we just start fasting some of those things that aren't building our faith, but they're destroying it. Amen? Because it's a little, oh, it doesn't matter. It's the little foxes that destroy the vine. It's the little things that you think don't matter that destroy the vine. Amen? That's the deception of the enemy. Yeah? Amen? See, many can, you know, well, I haven't got time to read my Bible. I haven't got time to pray. Just count up how many hours you spend flicking through your social media every day. Is this all right? Just, 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 just count up how many hours that you spend on Facebook every day. Listen to everybody's rubbish. It always portrays that they're living a better life than you, you know. But if you really knew what was going down, which many of you know, you know it's just a facade. It's a facade. It's not true. It's not the truth. So get into the truth. Fast the rubbish. Turn to someone and say, it's time to fast the rubbish. Hey. Turn to someone else and say, she might be speaking to me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you know what, guys? We don't want to do church. Do we want to be church or do we just want to do it? Amen. Do we just do we, you know, want to always read about somebody else's story or do we want to write our own? You can stand up. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so now we need a pastoral anointing to come in and make everyone feel wonderful. I hope you feel empowered this morning. You know, sometimes you just need some serious mother love. 
And I need to hear my own. Because I've got to the stage now where I'm the mother and the grandmother and probably the great-grandmother. and my Mothers have gone before me now. They've gone home. So someone's got to step into some pretty big shoes. We're all called to step into some pretty good big shoes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's, where's, oh, there he is. Thank you. See how he just appears? <laughs> Woo, glory. God loves us so much. Guys, take ownership of whatever you need to take ownership out of today. Amen. Let's not be looking about at everybody else. But let's take this as a personal word to us. Do you know, your life can change in a second. Your life can change in a second. James is told to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And he said, if you're going to be double-minded, you might not, don't think that you're going to, you can receive anything from God. It's not that God hasn't given it, but it's hard to receive it when you're double-minded. Amen? He wants to deal with that mind of ours and have us, wow, just anchored in the Word. The Word of God is the anchor for our soul and He will keep you in perfect peace as your mind is stayed upon His Word. So, Father, we thank you for the invitation this morning, the invitation for more. The more of you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Why don't you just turn your hearts towards Holy Spirit right now. Just posture yourself to receive the more. Because the word that came today, the grace enabling came with it. Someone says, I can't give that up. I can't stop doing that. I haven't got the power. Well, you're actually believing a lie. Because the Holy Spirit has given you power and ability and might to walk in the word that you have received. If you receive it, if you receive it today, he'll meet it. He will meet it. Don't try and step out without it. You can't do anything supernatural without the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just ask for a fresh infilling of your enabling grace today to do and to will what pleases you. And he's changing your will right now. There's, his will is coming upon you to will what He would have you do. He's exerting His holy influence over your soul now in Jesus' Name. I'm repeating it. He is exerting His holy influence over your soul now to do and to will what is pleasing to Him and that is to walk in faith. Hallelujah. Now faith. Now faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say, Lord, I believe it and I receive your grace to walk in the word that you have spoken today. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Can we celebrate the Lord and the word this morning, this morning? Signs will accompany, signs will accompany this word. <laughs> 